All right, everybody. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the MSK Tech Sunday. And uh, we have a guest today. Doesn't need to be introduced, but you also know him. Chris Lang with Stripper Glitter. Hello. And, uh, of course, we have uh, Alo Spool J, Jasper Graham, our co-host on the side over there, on the uh, yellow sign there. And um, we're going to talk uh, don'ts and um, let's learn about Traction Compound. We're going to get started here, and I'm going to hand it off to Chris. And Hold on, I'm pulling my, uh, I'm pulling my thing up here so I can see comments. Trump? Oh, that's not right. That's not what I wanted. I'm going to start joining in just a second here. So how you doing, Jasper? Good. How's the weather over there? Cold, horrible, snowy. How's the car the coming along? South. How's the uh, car going? Uh, slow. We've got a customer's car in here that we're putting a field tech in. So okay. we pushed mine out. It's kind of okay. messed up. Welcome to the MSK. I like Oops. making money more than I like spending it. <laughs> and none of that is true. There you go. How cold is it down there, Brian? It's about 10 degrees. I put it close to my That's actually colder than us, I think. It's cold here. I uh, I just got done washing my car, and it was 23 degrees outside. It was fun. All right. We're all good to go. So, um, hey, Chris, you can um, give us a little background on uh, your company a little bit, you know, how it got started, and tell us a little about the people who aren't familiar with you. Yep. Well, anyway, introduce myself. My name is Chris Lane. Uh, I'm with uh, D Team Racing Stripper Glare Traction Compound. Um, we've been around for now, let's, let's see, we just went our uh, three years now, three years now in the business. Um, as far as being an actual company, um, we've made our own prep for years and we just never, uh, we've never really done anything with it. We've just sold it to our own events that we do here in Ohio. And uh, PRI 2019, uh, we decided we were going to take a leap of faith and we were going to try it and throw our, throw our hat in and see how well it was going to do. And uh, actually, it's pretty funny. That's actually where we actually came up with the name for the company. Um, we were actually in a strip club of, of all places. I mean, who, who else would think that that name would have came from a strip club? Um, we're like, what do we call this? Like there's, there's so many crazy names out there. I mean, every, every prep has got some weird name and, uh, um, this girl walked by and, uh, she was just covered in glitter. I mean, like head to toe covered in glitter. And, uh, the glitter was like falling off of her. That's how crazy as much glitter she had on her. And, uh, we were like, that's it. That's it. Stripper glitter. That's exactly what we need. That's what we're doing. No matter, you know, it's about, about it. I'm like, we're probably gonna go kinds of crazy. Like, you know, we're referring to strippers and, you know, women be like, that's sexist, you know, whatever. But no, we actually haven't. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a wild ride for sure. 
Um, Everybody loves your uh, logo and everything too. Oh, dude! It's I see crazy. it at events; it goes crazy. <laughs> it's 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 nuts. Like, there's people out there buying merch that don't even know what the heck it even is. They're just buying it just because of the logo and the name of it. That's the biggest thing. And uh, it's just it's nuts. We get I get messages and pictures all the time from everywhere. People walking around wearing like hoodies and shirts and stuff like that. And it's. Uh, it's crazy. You would have ever thought that this would have transpired to what it is now. I would have never, I would have never guessed it in a million years, but, but yeah, I've been in the business three years. Um, right I have right now, I'm three dealers away from being over 200 dealers in the United States, Canada and Guam and Sweden. So, um, we continue to grow as a company every single day, I keep de- I get dealer requests every single day. Um, it's just, it's, it's what I never imagined, never imagined that this would be like it is, but you know, we pride ourselves to have a great product and, uh, we try to deliver, you know, best we can to everybody and, and just, we just hope for the best. That's, that's all there is to it. There are a lot of people have questions like, you know, do you guys mix and make your own, compound or do you actually send it out to have somebody actually make it for you and bottle it for you so yes so our stuff is made right here in ohio we make it all actually only one person makes it all um and uh, i actually have him make it to where uh to basically where the product is going so everybody knows that different prep you know different mixtures of prep work in different climates of the united states we all know this if you don't know this then welcome to welcome to prep 101 you know certain chemicals get added less chemicals get added that's that's basically the run of it so basically what i do is we go by day by day you know i tell him how much i need tell him where all the product's going where this is going and we make it i make it for specifically for that order so um Mike makes all the product, um, does it right in his house. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you're getting something that's made for your location, for your climate, you know, for right now. How much of a difference in temperature does it um, make a difference at all in the way you guys put it together? Like, 20 degree weather versus like 100 degree weather. So like, you know, from like, like now, it's really cold out right now versus really hot in the summertime. Does the formula change for the time of year? Yes, absolutely it does. Um, yeah, like I said, it, and it varies, you know, where the product is going. That's the biggest thing, you know, you know, because it could be, you know, freaking 20 degrees up here and no snow and everybody's out trying to do race stuff. Or it could be 78 degrees down in Florida, which we all know is definitely not the case right now because it's about 30 degrees. Um, so um it's a big difference for the different mixture you know for you know where it's where it's truly going um and when they're going to use it that's the biggest thing also so yep temps definitely change prep a lot that's a hundred percent the fact well it's interesting you know if people have like a if they have a big inventory and they had something from the summer and they're selling something for the summer they should keep one of these to keep the rotation going for Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, like probably people, there's probably people out there that think that we have, uh, 
you know, prep stashed away hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gallons in a warehouse. Well, that's not the case. That's everything is made the day of everything that comes in on orders. So that's, that's the biggest thing that's, that's, that sets us, I think, different from a lot of other companies out there because, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that's probably got, you know, probably 100 gallons sitting around and they send it out to wherever it's going and that's it, you know, and that's the last you hear of it. So makes sense for some of what I see from other competitors out there. Um, and the different climates and everything else. I just wonder if they go the extra mile and do I, don't like I, I can I can barely hear you. You're like kind of breaking up a little bit. Does that sound a little better? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I was saying, uh, like I've seen a lot of your competitors out there, and a lot of them I see them depending where they are and weather and all that stuff, but they spin the tires a lot more and just don't hook as good. And I see that you go the extra mile and really do it for the, the region and for the temperatures. And you go the extra mile, and that really explains why you guys are on the top, in my opinion, compared to others. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it, and you know what? I'm going to tell you probably 80% of that is user error at the end of the day, because there's a lot of people that just, they they watch people online and think it's easy to do, but, I mean, there's a process to it. And, you know, if you're, like, out on the street or something, I mean, there's not a lot of time for error, you know, at that point. There's a lot of people rushing around. you probably got, like, five or six people trying to freaking help you. And people forget things. You know, they think somebody else has done this and that. I mean, there's, it's it's a process. And I'm sure Jasper can relate to this. I mean, it just – there's just a lot of error. You see a lot of, like, mistakes in, like, videos of racing, like when people are live and stuff. You just – yeah, a lot of people don't get their tires hot enough, and they drag it all the way up there and make a gooey spot. Some people burn it right out. Some people pour too much. We had a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive or whatever pull in, and that was a mess because of they were putting their back tires in the burnout box and then pouring for their fronts too. Yep. It was like way up there ahead of the burnout box. That's crazy. I would have never thought wow. imagined that. We've seen it all. Brian was actually at our house when we thought we were possibly going to like break the internet for our world or small tire no prep racing because we took a bunch of, uh, I think it's what, incandescent fluid that like glows under like a CSI flashlight. And we mixed it in with our prep thinking we might be able to leave tracks that glowed to the flashlight. But it ended up when it got hot, it just burned it off, so it didn't end up working. But I uh, we experimented, we experimented with something like that there at the end of last year, and uh, um, it didn't. We're still working on it. We're still tweaking it. We, we we're onto something. We're onto something with that. So hopefully, we'll see what happens. Um, cool. Yeah, it would be actually nice to see the. Did somebody just somebody just asked if different bottles are labeled for different types of temp? No, they're not labeled differently. Um, it's just the way you know. Kind of an idea of like when you're going to use it. You know, if you're buying it in the middle of winter, you know, like say you're in like the northern states, like obviously it's uh, we're not going to make it for the cold temp. It's going to be obviously for when the weather's a lot better. Um, at the end of the day, I got you. Um. So I know we uh, we had some videos 
and maybe we can do a little um, one-on-one and we can do some kind of Q&A afterwards a little bit. Maybe we can kind of get into your presentation a little bit. and Yeah, yeah, go for it. Maybe we can help go and some educate um, others so we all can learn. I mean, um, we all hear from other people. We hear from our own experiences. You know, I think it'd be great to learn from, from the company who does it best. And you, know, you guys yep. obviously have tested for so many years. So I think we have a lot to learn, all of us do, from you itself, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's the main, that's the biggest thing about like this, like, you know, whatever we get, you know, we get some, you know, get some advertisement out of the business. But at the end of the day is there's a lot of people that have don't, that don't truly know like how to properly do the process. And like, I hope that this video, this live feed will like be able to like help people. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing we care about. Like we care about people. That's, and you know, if you're not doing it right, it's 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 not going to work. And you're going to be like, oh, this product sucks. I need to go get another product. Well, no, it's probably because you at some point did something wrong and created the error yourself. And, so what are you recommending for like a burnout? Like, are you wanting high RPM, shift into second, get a lot of tire speed, short, long, drag it out? So the the first thing I'm going to go off of is it depends on the surface itself. So before you even pour your puddle out, you need to go up and check to see what, how curved or how which side of the road is banked more. Because we all know the roads are sloped. You know, mostly all roads are sloped to the right, um, just for rainfall and snow and all that other stuff like that to come off the road. You know, during rain stuff. Um, say you're in the left lane. You know, left lane's gonna be concave of left. But you could also have a uneven side of the road on the right side part of the of the left lane, and when you pour your puddle out, all your prep could run off into that hole and not be under your tires anymore. If you have to sit there and wait for somebody to do a burnout, so um, kind of get an idea of like how long it's going to take for them to do their burnout. You know what process they do. Um, say. The right lane of the left lane is sloped a little bit because of you know indentations in the road or whatever like that. You need to go and pour your left lane first, then come over and pour your right and pour the right tire, um, just so that the prep will stand in your tire instead of running out. Because there's a lot, of, I see a lot of people like they'll pour it out like instantly, and then they're sitting there waiting a minute, a minute and a half on the other car to finally pull up and do a burnout. Well, you know, usually by that time, depending on the surface of your, you know, where you're at there's barely any prep under your tire. So you'll go do a burnout and you'll do a basically a half-assed burnout and you won't get the tire hot enough to help you. And then you're going to spin at the end of the day. Um, and the way that I tell people is when they pour um, and some of these videos, and I was, I'll show you in some of these videos of how we properly do it. Um, we usually tell people to pour at least a good, is, is act like you're literally pouring the length of the tire in front of the tire. There's a lot of people that pour from the back. There's a lot of people pour from the front. There's no advantage to that. I mean, I think it's just preference in the day. Um, nice square and the length of the tire, the width of the tire. Make sure all that tire is, is, is when you pull your body in, make sure that tire is completely in the puddle. If it is not and say half the tire is, is on the normal asphalt, it's not going to do a good burnout. It's going to grip and it's going to shoot you forward. Um, Can we play any of those videos at all? Uh, yeah, you can pull one here in a second after I get done explaining. Um, 
And we tell people the same thing. Not lots of wheel speed. Make it hot. Make it hot. Like, I mean, I, I, I can't stress that enough. There's a lot of people that don't do a very hot burnout. And there's very little smoke that comes out of their burnout. And I mean, it just doesn't, I, if you're, if you're going to do it right, do it right at the end of the day, make your, make your burnout count because usually only there's only one burnout at most of these races. So if you're going to do it, do it right. And uh, we tell people, you know, when they do a nice burnout, don't drag it out. Don't do a John force burnout. That it's, it's, it's not going to benefit you at all. You see a lot of these, you know, cars, like say like on a track, like there's a lot of these guys that go out and do half, you know, half mile freaking burnouts eighth mile burnouts there's no uh, like there's no need for that you don't need to burn out that far at the end of the day because you're just going to drag it out and it's not going to it's just not going to benefit you it's at the end of the day to answer your question jasper yeah that was perfect perfect which i imagine helps a lot of people i see a lot of people do it wrong mm-hmm Yes, I, a lot I of like, people try like to John force, try to John force burnouts in like hundred degree weather and stuff. Yeah, that just that doesn't work. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool because people be like, "Oh my god, you buy a burnout?" Nope, not gonna help you, bud. Sorry. And it's just gonna make it greasy, and you're not gonna have a good time. And you burn more rough tires too. So hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you go out and say you do a big old burnout. Well, guess what? Everything is down that part of where you're at is going to be on your tires. And if you don't got your buddies back there, you know, scraping off your tires with gloves, getting all those rocks and dirt and stuff like that off there, there's you're, you're just, you're, you're hurting yourself at the end of the day. So. I know you sent me a video of, um, Asphalt one and how to do a core. Do what? You faded in and out again. Uh, did, your... uh, you have a video for me uh, showing you uh, how to do a pour properly. Yes. The video before that, the video zero. Yep. 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 I believe that's the next one you're going to play there. Yeah, so that was Tommy out. When we were out in Mexico uh, in December, you know, that was just a nice, nice hit on a very streets, not streets kind of fast. Um, but I mean, it's still a, it's still a street at the end of the day. And, you know, try, try people driving up and down it every day. And, you know, that was just one, one hit first off the trailer. So I don't do know you find audio. a big, a big difference between asphalt and concrete? huge difference there's a huge difference between it i mean in in how you should pour it and burn out too no not really i mean at the end of the, i mean it's it's really not gonna matter you know how you do it um obviously we all know that concrete is the the best surface you're probably gonna be on other than there's there's some guys on asphalt that are they're going almost as fast as people on concrete um if the asphalt's extremely smooth, I believe, yes. Like, if the asphalt is, like, really fresh and not very porous or anything, I think it can it can be really fast. Like, Victor's house is really fast. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, it can definitely it can definitely be fast. I mean, there ain't a, unfortunately there's really not a whole lot of you know good concrete you know around few and far between other than you know if you start going out Midwest and stuff like that. And industrial you, drives. Yeah, you get on those industrial drives that you know freaking guys will be going out there and going cracking low fives, high fours off of. I mean, it's just you know around area it's definitely not because we definitely don't have anything like that. Nope. Here's the other video. Um, I think it's very educational. Is uh, how to do a proper pour. So that's um, so that's one of the co-owners' cars, and that was the other co-owner that was pouring the puddle. So Lily, he did exactly like he does. He pours it out. He actually poured it out a little bit uh, further ahead of the tire, as you've seen. Um, Bill does that also from Street Racing Channel for Billy and Tommy. And what's that? What that does is it helps it helps drag it out a little bit further than you know, what a normal of just pouring it out in a nice square would do. Um, he did roll a little bit further than what we would have liked as far as a burnout. He probably should have stopped, you know, had the rear tires right where the tree, where the, where that concrete, where the tree ends. Um, but we were just doing some shakedown passes of that car. That's the first passes that car's made all year. So he was learning, but as far as doing a burnout, that's what your burnout needs to look like at the end of the day. I had a question too. Is you know I see that when when it comes to burnouts and the color of the cloud kind of changes a little bit. Does that mean like a point where you might go too far doing a burnout and getting too hot at all or anything? As far as what? As far as what again? Like um, you can tell by the tent a little bit. You know when the, when you're doing your burnout when you're sitting there doing your your burnout as you start to pull out. Um, that just you basically is it's it's just um. It's just how much rubber you're putting down. That's 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 going to be the difference of what it looks. I mean, obviously, you're going to be putting a lot more rubber down right where you started the burnout at. As you start getting farther out, you're going to be putting less rubber down because you're not there's no friction there because you're you're kind of just rolling out, you know, just further past of where you were putting power at. You get a little more smoke out of newer tires too. Yes, the absolutely. more passes you get on them, the less they start smoking. So sometimes that can be deceiving. Also, as into what what might have been the cause of smoke issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and that's there. And that's another thing. Like, you know, there's no reason you should be out there running on, you know, old tires, you know, if you're going to try to compete at this, at this caliber of level. And that's just maintenance. That's just maintenance things. At the end of the day, if you're going to go out and you're going to try to win some of these races, a couple thousand dollars, you know, if you ain't going to sacrifice, unfortunately, unfortunately our tire prices are absolutely through the freaking roof right now. But, you know, say last year, if you ain't going to sacrifice four or five hundred bucks for a set of tires to win four or five grand, then what's the point? You know? um, I, I see someone ask, do you make like a snow blend? For like snow, snow and ice? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to run on snow and ice? Oh, gosh, get out of here. 
I try to sell it to them too, you know, like anything no. I'd tell them right now. Yeah, this shit, it melts it right away. Yeah, it probably does. It what's probably funny is, does. what's funny is, what's funny is, is like, the new kitty litter. Our stuff works really well um, in the cold temperatures. And a lot of people don't know that because there's probably a lot of people that don't race in like 30 or 30 or 20 degree, you know, ambient temperature, you know, out on the streets and stuff. Um, there's, it's it really works well in the cold for some odd reason, but it's a science to that. How many oh, yeah. tires will a tire last? Well, it depends on how hard number one you're doing burnouts is the biggest thing. How many yeah, passes? There's a you lot say- of factors. How much weight's in the rear? How heavy is the car? How fast are you sixty footing? And really, what? why we're changing them so much is because we're wearing out the sidewall, not that we're actually wearing out the rubber on the top of it. It's just that the sidewall gets too weak and it won't hold anymore and you start slowing down. So like, I would say that your amount of passes on a tire are solely based off. Like, like he said, how, if you're doing monster burnouts, every time you're going to wear them out quick, depending on how hot you get them, um, how heavy the car is, how much weight you got in the rear, how much weight you got in your axle. All these are, different if you have no weight on the axle and in the trunk that's easier on them i think than having it on the axle but i like putting it on the axle so let me show you guys a video here i think is a good comparison between two different types of burnouts i have one with a schoolboy in here um you see the person happy birthday schoolboy oh yeah happy birthday buddy there you go happy birthday to him um so brian white's in the uh in the right lane and schoolboy's in the left you'll see the burnouts that they both do so there you can see a difference. You know, Google uses triple glitter. I mean, he didn't do much to burn out at all, and he just he hooked. Yep. That's then. That's exactly. If you watch, you know, watch Tommy and Billy, they're the same way. They don't do. They. That's exactly the same way. They do a nice burnout, you know, in the area where they launch at. And that's it. They cut it off, and don't let it roll any further than that. I think that's very educational. To help a lot of people. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's totally the it, wrong way. When I tell people, like, there's a lot of people that. I mean, there's a lot of people that'll message us and ask us like how to properly do stuff, how to do this, and. End of the day, I ended up going and telling them to go over to uh, either Bill's channel, the old man's garage, or go on the street racing channel and kind of watch what Bill does. And Bill, I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, you know, ask Bill a question. And uh, these days, because, you know, he's so YouTube famous now. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and uh, just watch him. Just watch what he does. And you see like there's a reason like those guys do very well is because they, they do everything the way that it properly should be. Um, you know, everybody's got their different techniques, but at the end of the day, like it's a good prime example of st- a starting point of, of how you should properly do a burnout, how well you should, you know, back somebody up where you need to back somebody up. Um, and he's the same way with the surfaces too. Like he'll, you know, though he's questioning about how the surfaces is, you know, before first round starts. And he kind of gives you an idea of, you know, how, you know, like it goes back to me saying how, you know, even sloped, you know, a certain lane is on a track or a right ra- or, or on a street, um, how you should pour and stuff like that. 
Uh, I saw someone asked what air pressure I run. Dave did. Um, oh, I've I've messed around with it some. I like to have three wrinkles in the tire if that makes sense because we're switching weight in the back of the car, going from one place to the other, or maybe even throughout the day. Um, the tire pressure changes some, but I try I try to have about three wrinkles in there and not be heavy heavy lined on the out the two outsides of where the tires leaving a footprint. Um, I've been as low as nine. I hated it. In the mini, we run what? Six, seven. So in the mini Cooper, we run like somewhere between six, seven or eight. And it looks absolutely crazy, but it works on that car. But that car is probably about what? Eight, 18, 2000 pounds, 19, 2000 pounds. And it's front wheel drive, so it's all different. But I don't know. We've been as low as nine. I'll never go back to that again. A lot of times, like if we were at War in the Woods or on a Dega, I, I'm starting at like probably like 13 or 12 and then bumping up to possibly as high as 14 or 15 as it comes around. If we're at like the back of the track or like Muncie or Myland, Oh, I probably start out around 10, 11, and we end up maybe at 12, 13. It, it just all depends, too, at how much weight I'm running. This year will be a little different because the car is 600 pounds lighter than we were before. But we're also putting weight on the axle this time where we weren't doing that before. So there's a few factors to it. But, yeah, it, it's mainly like what I pay most attention to is the – I want about three wrinkles in the sidewall. I don't want 40, and I don't want none. And then I want I want the, the pattern it's leaving on the track to not be heavy, darker at the outsides like where it's leaving almost two lines. I want it to try to be kind of centered, but that isn't always the case. Not that yeah. like other setups don't work or whatever. This is all dependent on like how hard you're getting after it too. Like same with how quick you beat them up. If you're running 114, 60 foots compared to 130s, you're obviously shocking that sidewall a lot harder going faster than you are if you're not. And then same for if you do a John Force burnout or a short one. Tires are probably lasting a little longer if you're not doing all that. So yep. Kind of a, you know, a balance that. Yep. That's, and that makes it, you made an excellent point on that. Like it depends on the weight of the car at the end of the day. Um, you know, say no for instance, Mike's Camaro, um, his tire pressure is usually around 15 to 17. Um, and um, Lizer's Mustang that you just seen the video of, um, we started at like 21 with that and just kind of started just working our way down. I think we got all the way down to like 13 by the time we made about um, probably like 10 passes. Um, so the weight of the car is a bigger thing um, as far as your tire pressure, like Jasper said. And uh, it just, you just have to, you just have to test. You just got to, at the end of the day, you got to know your conditions of what you're racing on and, you know, and use that, use that, you know, vice that you're, you're going off of and wherever you're racing, take that, you know, in consideration of where you're at and you'll go rounds. If you, if you don't do that, then you're not, you're not helping yourself. If you ain't out there testing and getting your shit straight, knowing what tire pressure your car will leave on at the end of the day, you're not going to do good. And that's how the rest do it. 
Brian, just real quick, I see Cleveland Injector Hospitals on here. They might be a cool guest if they're interested. <laughs> that's my boy. That's that's my boy, surgeon. Inform everyone on how bad it is leaving meth in them and different things like that, and how bad locked up injectors are. Might yep, be a good he's, idea. He's a local injector company up here in Ohio. He's out of Cleveland. Shout out to surgeon. Um. He's a good dude. Definitely does there by all the all the fast guys injectors around here. So very cool. So we talked about pouring the right puddle, um, how to make it. We talked about some different services, um, even like on back of the track. Um, does it make a difference at all? First, we talked about the asphalt, the street, and the concrete. What about where it's kind of like really rocky and there's a lot of grooves in the puddle? I mean, the prep just kind of falls in not as much on the surface because of the rocks there and everything, you know, if that makes sense. Like at um, Digger Dive, for example. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, on a surface like Digger Dive, the prep's going to, well, the thing is, though, now with Digger Dive, they have concrete pads now um, that you do burnouts on instead of the asphalt because, um, you know, earlier in the year, um, they were starting to groove the uh they're starting to groove the asphalt down and they were starting to put indentations in the asphalt shut down where the end over or one of those and get set that's that's not good um so now there's concrete pads there so it pretty much the prep pretty much stays there but like before yes um on a surface like dig or die rockingham um the prep would you know if you don't, if you let it sit there long enough, it's just going to soak into the road. And it depends on the surface of the asphalt. So you, if you're on a, you know, a very cracked road, you know, you pour it out, it's just going to, it's going to seep away at some point. Um, and that's, and that goes back to me, you know, if you pour your pot on, you're sitting there waiting a minute, minute and a half, two minutes on the other guy to finally pull up, you know, finally do his burnout and all that stuff like that. That's, that goes back to, you know, waiting to, do that because if you don't, you're just not going to any prep left and you're going to try to do a burnout. And it's not going to, it's not going to go good for you. I got you. Here's a little short video clip of one on the back of the track videos that you sent to me. Yeah, that was so a, that, that was a virgin hit, right? That is a virgin hit. That was the first hit that that has made. Um, and that's actually at our track. That's the back end of our track, which is not meant to go back in racing. We're actually testing for dig or die because the surface is very similar to what dig or die is. Um, and he parked in the mud and obviously drove up in the mud because you've seen the, all the dirt kick off the tire when the freaking car left and it still made a pass, which is remarkable. But speaking of that, I got to put this picture up on there cause it's hilarious. <laughs> So this oh, is so yes. funny. That shows you how good this this product is. If two bottles can just stick together, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Shout out to FedEx for uh, doing that because they're the result of that. But yeah, one of our one of our dealers got that in on Saturday morning and sent that to me. You know, that each bottle of that weighs eight pounds, so there's another bottle holding on to eight pounds of another bottle, and it it's sticking to it. So I mean, that's. What, I mean, I would have never thought that in a million years, but it's kind of funny. That is actually a good product. <laughs> For sure. 
It sucks, yes, but it made for a cool picture at the end of the day. Oh, they, this one. I was going to say we already answered that comment. <laughs> it's it makes if if you're not using it for anything else, it'll make a mess. I promise you that. Trust me. That's for sure. So um, oh. now you show me some um, pick some of the fastest passes that have been done. Um, I think Brian did using your compound as well too. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Brian. Brian's uh, ran it a lot. He's uh, he's actually one of our dealers as well, up in Michigan, and. Uh, and he's done some crazy stuff on the street. You know, he did some crazy street on street stuff last year with his other car that he sold. And, you know, now he's running his blue car and he's been, he's been out making some good hits with it. Here's a clip of it here. Um, so that's Brian. Um, that was actually on our track as well. It's our, that's the front side of our track that we do a no prep every year. Um, and normally there's a lot of rubber down on that because we've never have scraped past 60 foot. Well, most of it is, um, most of that starting lineup to pass the trees concrete. So we actually, we actually scraped it all the way up past the concrete up to where it goes to asphalt. Cause they used to be an old airstrip. And, uh, that was his, and that was second round, with I believe there was almost 30 cars racing on that. So 30 cars plus three other classes went down that. And, you know, he made his first, you know, he made his fastest passes ever made, which is probably one of the fastest passes a small tire car has made on that track. Um, but a lot of that has to do with scraping. If you scrape, um, it's going to make where you're going faster. That's another thing you need to consider as well. Um, you know, depending on how much rubber's down. Um, stripper girl likes, likes rubber. So if you go to a spot where a lot of rubber's down, um, you shouldn't have any issues. Does well in virgin too, which is funny part, you know, a little bit of rubber down, you know, from your burnout when you go out, you, you should have no problems. What did he say? Yes. hundred percent. You should douse yourself in, in stripper glare. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to do that, but thanks, Robert. Appreciate that. Robert's uh, one of our dealers um, down in North Carolina. Um, he's Pennywise Racing, if you don't know who he is. He does all the live feats for Digger Die, um, for uh, Corey Stamper's race um, down at uh, Darlington, and uh, does his own no prep races. So. I'd say that too. That's a huge part of why your company did so well is you're at the tracks all the time and you talk to a ton of us and become friends with a lot of us. That's probably another huge part of you guys and what you do. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, we usually hit almost every event if, if, and most of it we're always racing in too. Um, yeah. And throwing events and yeah. Like a lot of the guys, like the uh, like James and Mike, they didn't, you know, Mike only ran. He actually Mike ran the most he ever ran. He's ever ran that car last year, and uh, so that was good to get him out. Lizer's still working on some bugs. He just pulled the motor of his car, so 
hopefully next year, hopefully this year he'll be able to get out a little bit more and do some more racing and stuff. But yeah, like a lot of people don't know that we do our own events here in Ohio. Um, we do a backtrack event and we do a front side, both no prep. Um, one is a semi version backtrack. And then obviously the other track is a front side with a lot of rubber with a quite a bit of rubber down, but the surface is absolute garbage after that. Um, so, you know, we try to promote everything with that and, you know, we just do the events just because it's fun. We've been doing events for almost, it's been six years now, you know, even before we even started the company, we did events and we just, we just want to see, we just want to see people racing. That's, that's the biggest thing. Um, and we watch people do good and just be happy, you know, racing, you know, is a very, it could be a great sport, but it also could be a very depressing sport, especially if your shit's not working very well. And there could be multiple factors in that. And we've, you know, discussed a lot of that, you know, this evening, you know, is why, you know, your stuff, you know, there's a particular reason why your car might not be working on this or working on that. And that's why, like, we want to help, like, we want to help people do better. And like, that's the goal, you know, behind of making stripper glitter is we're hopefully adding something to help that person out if there's something missing from their program. And I, I feel like that's, that's the biggest thing. Like that's our biggest commitment. Uh, who cares about anything else? Uh, I could sell nothing at this, at this point. If, if you could just give somebody a piece of advice and be like, here, you know, try it. It could help you. It could not help you. You know, we know everybody's stuff works on different, different types, of, different types of surfaces, different types of what they're using, water, different types of prep in the day. So that's 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 our ultimate goal about everything. And like like you said, we try to get out, try to get out to all the races we can. Most of them in Ohio, we do. Um, I'm always out and around because I just like do I just like doing that stuff. I mean, I like traveling. I like going out, and meeting new people. You know, I go down dig or die every year um almost all the races here in ohio i flag most of the races all over in ohio because usually i'm always there anyway but it's just a good time just good just a good group to be around you know around you know indiana kentucky you know you guys in michigan and the guys are in pennsylvania like it's it there's a there's a solid group of people that's involved in this and it's just crazy how many people i've met just because of everything and I just I wouldn't trade that for the world. I also want to see you traveling so much farther and going places now too. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've been kind of getting out of our comfort zone a little bit, and I've been going. I'm actually now. I just uh, Corey Stamper was talking to me a lot when I was in the hospital, and uh, he invited me to come down to his race down at Darlington in February. And I think I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna go down and hang out. And never been to somewhere like that, so I was like, hey, I'll just take a trip in February, go down and hang out with him and watch some racing and stuff, and just see how truly poor that surface really is because there's all kinds of hype that that place is worse than Rockingham, and I don't know if that's the uh, that, that place might be Rockingham because Rockingham's pretty bad. So how do you feel about stripper poles that are not attached to the ceiling? <laughs> I've heard all about that. Yeah, right. I actually, it's funny is um, I, there's another strip club in Indy that's like that. It's called the Classy Chassis. It's like right off the freaking highway. It's right beside a truck. Classy stop. Chassis. The Classy Chassis. Dude, that's, only, what, that's not far. We should be loading up right now. 
it's it's oh, it's, it's a freaking it's a it's a good time. I'm telling you what, like is like you know when you go to PRI, like a lot of people go to strip clubs. You know, uh, the Brass Flamingo is one of them. Um, you know, dancers, and then usually if dancers are packed. You go to Classy, Ch- and we always go to the Classy Chassis, which is not as always busy, but there's still a lot you know to go around. And that is another place where there the poles. Some of the poles do not attach to the ceiling. So it's crazy. Watch them. Boom. (laughs) But anyways, any new costumes for this year? Any new costumes? Uh, No, not yet. Unfortunately, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to. uh, I don't know if Chrissy's going to make a return this year or not, but she might. We'll see. Who knows? You know, so I, had, um, I didn't mind to switch gears a little bit. Um, I know you had a few videos on uh, for street for streets when it comes to the prep, and um, I think you had Mr. Miller who had a pass on the street. You want to talk about that a little bit? Who was that? I'm sorry. So your yep. prep works really well on the street is all I got to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that was a, he just came from a track event where the car just wouldn't do anything. It, he, he was having a terrible day. Like they just put that motor together. Um, I believe they went quite a big inches from what he went last year. Couldn't get the mm-hmm. car to make it on the service at all and came home, made a test hit on the street. And that was the first test hit. And it did that. And, he was like, why did this not work at the track? Which there's a lot of variables to that because the track was pretty good, you know, for what time of the year it was. So that's that's your ultimate, you know, go down a virgin road and make one hit and the car goes straight down like nobody's business. Any new shirts, sweaters, hats, new stuff coming out this year? Yeah, so I, um, I just released a new line. Um, last week, um, new shirts and new hoodies with two different designs. Uh, one's got a fortune Camaro on it. Um, and it's got some, uh, imitation of glitter on it, which is very cool because everybody knows, mostly everybody knows that our product does have glitter in it. Um, and the other one is, um, from when Raggedy Ann, uh, CJ Buckner did a wheelie at our first event last year at our backtrack event. Um, and it's just a funny make wheelies great again on it. That was the wrong one, I think, actually. Yeah, it was the wrong one. <laughs> I got I to I got say something real quick. So I'll find the right one here for you. We were at that event at 42. I think it was the, one of the first back of the tracks we brought Everett's car to. Yep. And uh Everett lost a thousand dollars on that race, so it'll be really nice to wear that sweater all the time and mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was cool. I never, never in a million years would have expected a car on that surface with as much ru- as very little rubber as there was that it would have done something like that. But it was definitely a, it was definitely pretty freaking cool. And you can just see, like, yeah, he's doing that wheelie, but he's right beside the car that he was that he's racing so it's crazy never would have expected that oh, no, no. he did something similar uh this past dig or die too 
He was out on that same street that actually Tommy raced on in that video that you showed the first time. And mm -hmm. the car was doing exact, it did exactly the same thing as that picture did. It was pretty wild. Crazy. Here's a couple of uh, pictures on the street, too. Is that Was that Mark? Yeah, it was Mark. What's your doing on Willie, too? The tires were sticky. <laughs> Crazy, dude. Yeah, I'll tell you, here's another one here. I watched that live and I was like, holy shit, that Camaro just freaking sent it on a street. But I'm sure that street's probably pretty good, I would imagine, isn't it, Jasper? I think we lost Jasper out to come back in, I think. I've been muted a ton because Brian was muting me because there's a thousand people here as always. So, like, <laughs> every time I'm not talking, I'm just muting it to be safe. Right. No, you're all and good. Then I forgot and started talking. But yeah, that it's a Pontiac, and that place is crazy. Like, it's definitely the fastest street in Michigan. Like off the wall fast. I believe it. Yeah, I was. I don't know whose live feed I was watching that night, and I watched that car do. I was like, "Holy crap, that was crazy!" And then, uh, um, you're the one who actually sent that to me the next day. You were like, "Hey, that's yeah. Mark." You know, he was using your stuff on the on the street when he's doing that big wheelie, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool!" Like I was rad because I was I was literally watching it live, and I was like, "That was that was pretty cool." Yeah, he, it, it's such a wild place to an atmosphere. Like a stoplight, they're blocking traffic everywhere. It's super sketchy. It's why I try to never end up there. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the setup, but the roads fast. Oh, I'm sure I miss street racing so much. Hopefully, hopefully this year we can actually get some stuff going here where we are and it won't be dead. Like last year, I don't think there was any street racing at all in our area. And I, I miss there. It's cool to flag at a track event, but there's just something about flag on the street. I, 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 I live for that shit. Mm -hmm. The adrenaline oh, rush. <laughs> the adrenaline rush is the biggest thing. That's, that's, that's the only thing I could say. And I, I want to do more of that. Just saying. Absolutely. I think it'll be a good year this year. I hope so. Agree with you on that one. So, uh, does anybody have any questions at all for Chris um, about you know, how to use the compound or uh, anything at all relating to the traction compound and stripper glitter? I think he's done a pretty good job of kind of explaining everything, showing some sample videos and stuff. Um, be sure we'd love to hear from everybody if anybody has any questions for him at all. Um, just to help people out, what do you got for shelf life on that? There is no shelf life. That's kind of what I figured, but there is no shelf life. You could even you can even go as far as freezing the stuff, and it still won't do anything. Take for take for instance is like so. Let's see. This was two years ago. Um, I was hanging out with Billy, and. I looked in the bed of his truck, and there's six gallons in the bed of his truck. Mind you, this is in the dead of winter. His bed's fully frozen of snow and ice, and his bot and all the bottles are like frozen in the bed. And I'm like, "What in the hell are you doing, dude?" Like, I'm like, "Why are your bottles all frozen?" And what's funny is, is like he, you know, shaked it up, and I think like the next month they went down south somewhere and they used one of those bottles, and it worked perfectly fine, just like we just poured it out of the freaking, you know. Is like we just made it, so yeah, it doesn't. It there's no shelf life. You can freeze it. It ain't gonna hurt it. There might be a thing about freezing it that might help you things, but maybe they're not. Don't know. It depends. 
Some people say they froze it before and it works better. So, Got to do your testing. Do your testing. <laughs> it may work. It might not. I can't tell you if it works or not because we've never tried it. But, but definitely interesting. Yep. So what? Um, when it gets starts getting really, really hot outside, um, you know, near the hundreds and the concrete is extremely hot. Um, does it make a difference at all? Do you need to heat it up long, a little bit more, or just still keep those short burnouts regardless? You keep the short burnouts. Um, I wouldn't go too aggressive on a burnout because if you start doing that, and, and also it makes a big difference between like what everybody's using. Um, if you start mixing different preps up, um, it becomes a freaking gooey mess. And uh, and that's a lot of people, you know, go and burn their burn most of the stuff off because there's a ton of stuff around. And there's a lot of people that don't do that, which I feel like they should just because it only hurts more than it helps. Um, but yeah, on like a very hot day, 90 degree day, if you go too hot, um, it's the, the heat's just gonna, it's just gonna make, it's just gonna be greasy and it's just not gonna help you at all. So, nope. you know, nice subtle burnout, you know, you have to sit there like, like I said before, don't do a John Force burnout, you know, sit there and do a burnout for freaking 20 seconds. There's, there's no need for that. And you shouldn't be doing that anyway, if, especially if you want your tires to last. Now, what about um, doing like having different stuff prepped down or water and then putting stripper glitter down and kind of getting mixed a little bit? Does that matter at all? You cannot, you cannot mix water with any type of prep. You cannot do that. That is dangerous. Um, it's that it's crazy that people does not understand that water. If you if take for instance, just just if you have a bottle of prep laying around, take water, pour your prep out or Basically, pour your water out and then pour the prep out and then watch what happens when the prep hits the water and it'll just sit on top of the water and it'll kind of just kind of just fade out and like go out of the sides. Um, that is extremely dangerous. And, you know, there's multiple times I've caught people, you know, using water at freaking no prep, pour your own prep events. And you shouldn't be doing that at the end of the day. And, you know, at our events, we told people like, hey, if you we catch you using water, you're out, done, just cube, you're done. Just because that's just a, it's a, it's a safety risk at the end of the day. I mean, you just, that's, you follow the rules uh, at the end of the day, just because you want to cheap out and use bottle, use a, use water and you can't afford a bottle of prep. Like that, there's no excuse for that. I agree. You know? I mean, that's I'll be education for somebody to learn in case they didn't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's funny is like you can tell like on starting or you can tell in a burnout box when somebody's used water and then they'll go use prep because you'll watch the prep just sit around top of the water and it'll just kind of just like just it'll just do like that away from the water. Just how the chemical reaction works when it hits water. It's kind of like it's kind of like oil. You know, if you you put oil in water, you watch the oil just sit on top of the water. And it'll never like sink in. I've been to many, many street races, and I've heard where they've announced where you can only use like LC7 and stripper glitter, but not to use um, skinnies with those other two because it makes it greasy or something like that is what I've heard from people. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. I mean, if you start, like I said, if you start pouring different preps out and start mixing different preps together, it's, it's, it's just, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna help anything. I mean, it, it. It's just, it's going to make it a gooey mess, especially in the heat. Um, 
and especially in sun, like sun, if you have sun beating down on it, it's, it's, it just makes it very greasy and it makes it sometimes hard to do a really good burnout too. Um, <laughs> yes, I have. We, we actually, it's funny as, um, we used to use, uh, orange crush oh, back right. like in the day. Yeah. Like when we used to go out and do street racing and stuff, like, I mean, this is probably like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, we would be using, we just go get a bottle of, we get a two liter of orange crush and just go out and just do dig racing on the street. So yeah, they, that I, soda, I guess definitely works. I mean, that's, that's what we used back in the day. So, but also the caliber of cars back in the day is completely different than what the caliber of cars we have today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that there's, wouldn't work. there's a huge difference between how fast cars were going 10 or 15 years ago to what they're going now. What, nines and tens probably back then, you know, and oh <laughs> shit, it's probably slower than that. I mean, it just it, it's crazy, like yeah. just how far we've came. How much like stickiness five, we need? <laughs> how much in five years? How fast some of these cars, you know, have gone down some of these surfaces, and we're like, how in the hell does that even work? I don't know how well pop reacts to prep. I've never. I've never experienced. I've never. I've never tried it. I guess because I, I don't ever see anybody using pop anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen. That. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. You don't see that shit anymore. I mean, yeah, you saw that like a long time ago. But that, there was a lot of people that weren't using. You know, there was a lot of prep companies that weren't out there. You know, that time of the you know, fifteen years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. I would assume that. I would, I would imagine the water in the prep would push things out for whatever amount of water is in the soda. Yeah, it would probably do the exact same thing if is if you were just using water because I mean there's at the end of the day there's still water in it, so it's probably going to react the same way as if you were just pouring prep right into water. I agree with that. Yeah. Those guys still do that in the area. Wow, it's crazy. That's Battle never... Creek. They do that. Wow. Seriously? Wow. I swear. <sighs> Everybody, everybody else, shit. Everybody will, you know, take, and that's the air thing. Like all the time, there's a lot of times more than you can imagine. There, I watch people try to pour puddles out, and they pour like a half-ass puddle out. Like I said before, not you know, getting the tire completely in a puddle. You know what they poured out, and there's a lot of guys they'll skimp out on it. I mean, if you're going to skimp out on winning. You know, they're all there's some of these guys out here throwing thousand dollar buy ins to win a race. You know, you can win, you know, ten to twenty thousand dollars and you're gonna skimp out on a fifty dollar bottle of prep. Like that that makes no sense to me. Like, why would you do that? It's fifty bucks. It's as much as if you're putting fuel in your car. Um you agree with me on that, Jasper? Maybe. Muted on his side. He's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are some more common questions that you get asked from like distributors or people that maybe you like to give an answer to? I'm sure you get all kinds of different questions. Something's common, maybe. Um. Well, the biggest thing is like how to prep properly, properly use the product. That's the biggest thing, and like, that's what we've kind of gone over here tonight. Um, huh. I've been getting an influx of um, circle track racers. Hmm. that are uh, reusing their tires, basically, because apparently, you know, I don't know, like, what circle track tires are right now compared to, like, what our slicks are right now, which is insane. 
Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure they're probably in the same boat as we are. Um, and a lot of guys, are a lot of tires. Reuse, they're trying to reuse their tires um, mm-hmm. for another season or if not half the season before they have to go buy new. Um, and there's a lot of guys asking us if they can like soak their tires, you know, to basically make them soft again and get like, you know, one race out of them. And there's quite a bit of guys that do that. And I mean, I think that that's also a rule that you can't do stuff like that too. So I don't know if that's, I don't know anything about circle track or dirt track racing to save my life. So I can't tell you. I, if, I grew up circle track racing. So <laughs> that's where I, I'm from. Yeah. I have yeah. no freaking clue. And I don't really, I mean, I just, it's just not my, I thing. can see it helping. Yeah. Like, it gets pretty slick and it's like ice on when the clay gets, once it gets going and the track's broken already. Yeah. Yeah. For sense. sure. Yeah. So I, and and stuff works of, on dirt. <laughs> right. And you would think that if you went and did that, you know, any normal person would be like, oh, what? all that dirt would just stick to the tire. Well, no, if it soaks in the tire and makes it soft again, then no, that wouldn't be the case yeah. because of how sticky this stuff is. But once it soaks in the tire and starts to loosen that rubber up, you know, it's like, that's how, that's how this works now mm-hmm. at the end of the time, because it basically breaks down the rubber and puts the rubber down where you're going to be racing and gives you traction. You brought a good point because I see sometimes people soak their tires in something, you know, before events, you know, trying to make them grab a that, little uh, better, you know, that's that that supposed stri- to. That, that stripper glare <laughs> brake clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's the can. <laughs> I'm sure people want to know if they really can get that can at, but anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Friggin' Mork messaged me. Mork messaged me like the next day. He goes, I'm going to, I'm creating a shit storm. I said, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought because, like, I tried. I I think I got bored one night and I was just reading rules for stuff like that, and they and I see that no altering of tires, and I would assume that soaking your tires would also inquire in altering your tires. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there was There's a no no everywhere. I'm sure. Yeah, there was a lot. That was funny. Was is like. I had like a string of like 10 people one day that all messaged me and asked me this question. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, are you guys all talking to each other and talking about this? Because it's just no coincidence that you all message me. Mm-hmm. So what are the kind of questions uh, or strange off the wall things you get asked? What do you think of? <sighs> I'm trying to think the, wor- the the weirdest thing we've ever got asked about it. Uh, no, the only thing that we get weird asked is if we actually deal strippers out. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Andy just brought up a good topic. The real question is how come we haven't had strippers at an event? <laughs> we have. Why are not in we the booth? Have. With, a, with a pole that's not hooked to a ceiling. <laughs> like my two favorite intent well we like to have a very family function events um just you you just you can't like we had a track guy that was wanting to do a wet t-shirt contest at his uh, at his track last year and i was like he's like i just want to get a bunch of girls do wet t-shirt contest and wear stripper glitter white shirts walking around i'm like like okay but like what if a what if a mom sees that and you know I I don't know. Tell her it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> That's true. I could do that. 
It'd be fun. Uh, we actually thought about making a stripper pole on the back of our Escalade into our trailer hitch. And I think that would be a huge hit. And just have a bunch of girls just drop, walk, be, take turns going up there and just dancing on a pole. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nick, Nick Schoolboy just asked me if it works for RC cars. That is it a good does. question. Yeah, so um, that, yeah, actually, that's funny as the, I, you based on that because that's, that's the, probably the second biggest question they get asked all the time. Does it work on RC cars? Yes, it does work on RC cars. Um, and it depends because some of these guys will either do a puddle burnout or there's guys that will do dry burnouts and they'll burn out in carpet. And what we found out is, um, you know, we only sell in one size. There's a lot of guys that don't want to buy a full gallon to use on RC cars. Um, what guys are doing is they're taking the carpet of where they do their burnout and they're basically putting, they're pouring it into the carpet and then they're doing their burnout in the carpet with stripper glitter in the carpet. And then they'll go out and they'll make their hill on the, uh, their RC tracks or wherever they're racing. Uh, there's been guys that's also, it's been prepping the surfaces for stripper glitter too. They'll go out and they'll spray, you know, where they're racing at. Yeah, that'd be cool. I was just curious if that really, if they slide around more, if it actually grip more. So that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, uh, I have only only known a few people that's used it as far as doing the, the, the carpet technique. Um, and they say it works out good. And there's a lot of people, they'll just prep, they'll prep the track that they're racing on and then do their bur- do a dry burnout in the carpet and then get the tires hot. Definitely a hot subject nowadays. RC yeah, racing. yeah. RC racing is huge over here. They like have like three groups that they run. They almost run almost every weekend. They did one by us down Indiana border. They have a warehouse where they do it at every every weekend. There's always a yeah race going on. That's probably where that's probably where that that picture I have the of the it looks like a real. It almost looks like an Amazon floor. Almost looks like Kentucky drive or almost looks like Happy's race. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably the picture I saw that came up today. Yeah. Yep. So, but yes, you can use RC stuff. Like I said, they, the way they use it is either they spray the track, prep the track basically, or they pour it into the carpets of where they're doing the burnouts at. Cause there's a lot of guys they'll do, they won't, they'll try to do a burnout like on the surface that they're using. But the problem is you can't get the surface um, damp with anything. So, a lot of people just use, they'll go and use carpet and then they'll pour it into the carpet. Anything else we do before we wrap it up at all? Talk about? No, but I just want to say uh, um, there is no, there is no shortage of bubble wrap. Definitely not. Um, no, I just want to thank everybody that's, that's supported us um, through this journey. Um, I know you have, I know Jasper, all the guys up in Michigan, all, you know, you guys all be running our stuff then this year. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of support for us and there's a lot of hate for us. And I love, I love the hating just because it's just, it makes me laugh. Just the, the sheer fact that people just don't want to see you do good. And that's, that's discouraging because in a, you should care about, what you're giving to the people more than you're giving to companies out there and seeing people always do good. And that's why, like, that's our philosophy with this company. Like 
we just want to see people do good. I don't care what you run. You could come to my event and run something else. I could care absolute less. Doesn't affect me at all. And I just want to see people racing. I want to see people do good and be happy. Like I said, drag racing can be either a great sport or it can be a depressing sport, depending on how good your luck is throughout the year. You know, everybody's had bad luck. Jasper's had bad luck. You know, it just it's just the way of life but if we can give something back that um helps you and benefits you and makes you happy that's all i care about at the end of the day and you know we get support all over the world you know like i said uh, you know almost 200 dealers now i got two in canada one in sweden and one in guam and that says something to um you know how much we've grown in in three years of doing this it's just, it's absolutely insane. And I just can't thank everybody who's been along this journey, who's made it possible for us to be along this journey. And, uh, you know, we hope to, we hope to continue this journey and, and keep bringing a better product out every single year. You know, there's a lot of people don't know that, you know, we're always constantly testing and we're always changing. Even though a lot of people don't know about it, we change a lot of our stuff, you know, throughout, throughout the year, if we find something better that works. And, uh, and that's, and I think that speaks volumes for a lot of these bigger companies because they'll just go and make a single product and they'll just keep reusing it, keep using it, keep using it. And they don't ever change anything with it. Are you number one? So, and that's, that's, that's the biggest thing with us is, you know, we cater to everybody and we make it specifically for, you know, for what you're going to be using it for at the end of the day and, you know, your temperature, climate, wherever you're going, et cetera. So that's about the biggest thing I can say. And I just, I just thank everybody for it. And, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a ride for sure. Definitely. Well, we're, uh, we appreciate you. We're going to be uh, at the events that we go to, we'll be selling stripper glitter as well at our tent. Um, you'll see the big stripper glitter on the top of the tent along with our logo on it. Um, so any events that we're at, we'll always have uh, stripper glitter available there. Somebody is asking if it's Kentucky Cash Days, if you were coming. I said, if he's not there, we'll have it. So either way, you can find it. Yeah, if not, if I won't be there, um, I know uh, I know I have a dealer down there that's local to the track. He'll be down there. Uh, and uh, obviously you. Um, and uh, there'll probably be a couple other people there. I don't think you'll be have a hard time finding it. I may come down and just hang out and watch racing and stuff. And Good just time. be a just be there just for the action. Just kind of, you know, just watch. That's, that's, that's the cool thing I like, you know, if we go out, if I can go and sell on an event, like sweet, you know, but if I want to just go and hang out and stuff, like I'll do that at the end of the day. So I might make it down there. I'm not, I'm seeing you on my schedule. We got a, we got a pretty crazy schedule already for this year. And between, you know, we got, I think now eight events to do here in Ohio this year. It's going to be, it's going to be a little crazy. For sure. I got a couple different crews in different parts of the country. And so we're trying to spread out a little bit, you know, and uh, so it's going to be a crazy year for sure. So a lot more events. Yeah. Notice the calendar got pretty packed this year. Yeah. Or, yeah. And that's, that's, that's a good and that's a bad good, thing. A good and a bad thing. Exactly. That's, that's the biggest thing is it's, you know, new promoters pop up every single week and it's, it makes it incredibly hard to, schedule a race these days because a lot of people they'll schedule on top of each other and don't understand the risk in doing that and hurting both parties. And, um, sure. and we've done a very good job here in Ohio this year for, you know, keeping our schedules pretty tight with each other and, 
you know, there's a couple of dates that conflict with ours, but hey, whatever, it happens. But it just. I know it's hard. It is. I, I scheduled my event, the Double Chaos. I tried to pick a date that had no other events going on at all um, when we scheduled our one, my basically one big event I'm doing for this year, but it's so hard not to step on somebody else's toes you know, purposely, you know? Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I get I get mad when somebody ends up throwing an event on us, especially if you hadn't been out for a couple months. Like, that's why we're all in, like, in a group chat together, and we all conversate with each other, you know, before PRI. Like, hey, we're going to have our date this day. Hey, we're going to have our event this day. This is our schedule for the year. You know, see if it coincides with your schedule. You know, it's just that a lot of people need to – a lot of promoters out there, you know, all over the place, doesn't matter where they are, that, that need to take a – take a step back and do stuff like that because it, it can definitely, it helps everybody out in the end. You're only hurting yourself. For sure. Definitely. I'll talk with you guys next year. So yeah, same page yeah. as you guys. And you guys are doing your um, group one as well too, as far as I understand, like a series or something. Uh, we have actually, we have five. We have, well, and no, actually we have more than that. So, um, April 30th is our first race at Dragway 42 in West Salem, Ohio. That's a back-of-the-track event. Okay. Um, that'll be the first event of the year for us. Um, and then we have uh, – let me uh, let me throw my calendar up since you asked that. I didn't expect you to ask me that, but here we are. I didn't mean to hit you off the side, but I thought I'd promote your races, you know, and things like that. <laughs> no, that's – no, that's, that's great. You. <laughs> yeah, no, that's – well, that's, that's the biggest thing, like – I was going to talk about that at another time. So, um, um, and what's different from us is we cater to a lot of different events. So, you know, we don't just do no prep events. So like, for instance, June 10th, we're having a roll race event. Yes, I know roll racing. Everybody's going to say, Oh my God, you do roll racing. Roll racing's gay. I, 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 I don't care. I'll go out and go roll race 100, 200 mile an hour on the street. I don't even care. Um, I ain't scared. I've done it. Um, and it's at Dragway 42 as well in West Salem, Ohio. It's our first ever roll race event we've ever done. Um, we have a lot of knowledge doing roll race events because we were for streetcar takeover for many years. So we know the platform, how to do it, classes and stuff like that. Everything that works. Um, June 18th is our first event at 10 gyms, Dragway Magnolia in Magnolia, Ohio, which is our facility. Um, and that's uh, No Prep Mania 6.0. That is actually the, one of the World Series of No Prep races for Josh Robinson's race series that he's doing throughout Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and Detroit this year. And it's basically a big traveling No Prep series event. So it'll be all for points um, at the end of the last one. Um, will be like a big – I don't exactly know what he's doing for that for the end of the year deal, but – Basically, it's a big race where you acquire points for as much as you – if you go to the race, if you make it first, first round, second round, et cetera. Um, the, um, then uh, I have not added this event yet because we've actually not came up with a name yet. Um, July 8th is a no-prep race at Thompson Dragway. Um, Thompson Dragway is up in like the northeast part of Ohio. It's basically up in the snow belt. Um, the track closed at the end of last year because the guys, the guy that, uh, was running the track, um, he was done with it for the year. He was done with it forever. And, uh, uh, some new owners of a truck company came in and bought the place and, 
everybody was like, you should do no prep at Thompson. You should do prep. And apparently, and that's back. Well, a lot of people don't know is that's one of the first tracks that opened in Ohio. Um, it's a very cool facility. They actually have a bridge that goes across the starting line that you can stand on and watch the racing. So there's like, you can stand up in the stamp on the bridge and like bet on cars or you can stand on the starting line and bet on cars. It's pretty, it's pretty neat place. So um, July 8th, we're going to do a no prep there. I don't have all the information yet as far as that because we haven't got a name yet. Or July 9th, I'm sorry. July 9th. Did I say July 8th? Yeah, July 9th. Um, then uh, August 20th is our next no prep. Mania 6.5, which is at Jim's Dragway Magnolia, Magnolia, Ohio. Um, and that's our that's our banger event of the year that we do. We usually do one event, you know, first of the year. Then we'll do a second event. It's like the, the kickoff year for the year. Um, October, and then we're doing a, a, a three-day race in October. Um, October 7th, we're going to do a roll race event at Dragway 42, West Salem, Ohio. On October 8th will be the last back of the track event at Dragway 42. And then on Sunday, uh, we work with Big Three Racing, which is one of our sponsors, and they do a track rental, a prep track rental uh, on Sunday for a lot of their customers. And a lot of people want to come out and get some testing done on a prep surface. So that'll be a prepped race. And then we're going to have like three or four shootout races we have every year. And Big Three always donates. Uh, a couple hundred bucks to each class, uh, whether it be a gift certificate to the shop itself or in terms of product or gift certificates to products. And yes, the track is prepped with glitter that day. That's important. <laughs> yes. Big instance track is prepped with glitter. So we got a pretty busy, uh, we got a pretty busy year for as far as our events. And then I'm also, um, I'll be uh, I'll be going out to Indiana, I think six times this year to go flag uh, the big end banger races for the uh, Mid America Customs guys for uh, Muncie Dragway. Awesome. So I'll be driving out to Indiana six times this year. Um, I think I got another race to flag <laughs> for Josh Robinson for his race at Encage. Um, so between all that, going to trying to go into some of these races, you know, the, to go and watch is extremely hard for us because. We're always into something, and it seems like every time we get into enough, we're like, okay, we're done. We get dragged into something else, and we just do it just because it's so much fun. Actually, I had a, one last question referring to the uh, compounds, if you don't mind. So do you sell it in the barrel, uh, like 55-gallon drums for, like, tracks, for example, that you want to do prep? Yeah, so, like, we don't really promote it a whole lot just because the shipping and stuff like that is, extre- is, is absolutely stupid. Um and we have a lot of people that reach out to us and ask us about that. You know, do we make a trap prep formula? And we do make a trap prep formula. Um, we have a couple of tracks here in Ohio that's on that's on our stuff, using our stuff, and uh, have had great success with it. Um, like I said, they, uh, the hardest part is just shipping it, just because we don't have a warehouse that's got a dock that you know you can back a truck up to and you know get it on a trailer and all this other. It's a it's a lot of work to do. And, you know, a lot of these tracks, we do a little transport too, and, you know, help everybody out. And, and it compared to some of these people that selling track prep out there, like there's a lot of guys out there just getting stupid rich off of it. And that's not what we're about. And it's at the end of the day, like we want to help the tracks because, you know, 
maintaining a track is not easy. A lot of people will go on and be like, oh, hey, you should go out and buy a track. You know, what are you going to do? You just go out and watch cars all day run. That, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. It is extremely stressful. It's It costs a lot of money. And at the end of the day, like, if we're helping a track here local to us, you know, get product that's a good product that's it's substantially less than what they're getting from, say, another competitor, that's, that's all we care about. We're not out to get rich off of it like a lot of people are. And... And the cost in to run a facility is it's a lot. If you've never, you know, known somebody that don't ever that's never ran a racetrack before, um, should definitely inquire about it because it's 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 a it's crazy. That's why you see a lot of these small tracks closing because they just can't they can't make up for it, you know, especially with the weather. You know, we've had some crazy weather over the last like three years, you know, early winters, you know, a lot of rain. Um and a lot of places can't survive, you know, off of little, you know, having a race once a week, once a month, stuff like that. And it, to help somebody with cost is a huge thing. Even if they save a couple hundred bucks, that's huge. I would think if they can come pick it up or something, I'm sure you're one of the states yeah. around you or something like that. But yeah, for sure. I mean, we geared for it. Yeah, no, that's, and we, and we, you know, there's a lot of people that's inquired, you know, a couple of states away. And I said, you know, I told them flat out, you know, if you want to come get it and get stuff, like, great, let's do it. But, you know, we keep promoting what we have and keep selling it. Hopefully we can get to that point to where we can, you know, be shipping drums all over the freaking country. You know, that's, that's, that's the goal of ours to go. I mean, we've only been in the business three years. We're, we're, we're trying the best we can. That's, that's all I can say. And we'll get there. Definitely. I don't understand that question. I don't, I don't get that either. But anyways, I'm lost too. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because it, it, I mean that it, it is fifty a gallon. I don't, I don't know what. I don't get that. Anyways, um, well, thank you. I appreciate your time tonight, sharing and educating everybody. I hope everybody learned and got their questions asked and answered. And um, I think it was very educational for sure. And uh, wish yep. everybody the best of luck out there this year. Definitely uh, support Chris. I mean, uh, Stripper Glitter, and um, you find distributors all across the United States and other countries. He has over two hundred so far, and uh, we'll close. Be... We're almost there. Almost, almost there. there. He's close. Almost okay. there. Um, if if you uh, if you're interested in the product, like I said, we have a website uh, www.strippergliddertc.com um, has our full line of all of our products, uh, prep all of our merchandise. Um, I do all the shipping for all the merchandise and preps. So as long as I have it in stock, it goes out the very next morning. No matter what time it is, you can send me an order at midnight tonight and it'll be out ready to go for first thing in the morning. Just because that's, I like working and I like getting stuff. You know, you order something and you're, you know, waiting days for it to finally ship out. And I, I, I don't believe in that. If you have it, like get it out. That's at the end of the day, people want their stuff. So, um, Find us on Facebook, Stripper Glitter, Trash and Compound, um, Instagram, Stripper Glitter TC, and on YouTube, Stripper Glitter, Trash and Compound. Uh, we have our own YouTube channel. Uh, has a lot of videos from a lot of local races here in Ohio and our own races, too. Nice. What's up, Happy? So uh, if they want to become a dealer, uh, where do they go or fill out any forms for that or anything? Yep. So if you go to uh, strippergliddertc.com, and uh, go to the contact form. Um, 
I have a brief description in there, basically, you know, inquiring of how, how they wanted to become a dealer. Um, and, uh, I always, and I'll even say it the same thing, you know, a lot of people don't include their location and then you have to go back and forth and email to find out where they're at. If you tell me your location of where you live and stuff like that, your city and state, like it makes emailing a lot easier and it's just less, just less going back and forth with people. So, um, but there's a contact form on there to uh, inquire about it, but you can also direct message us too on any of the platforms as well. And we can definitely help you out either way. Do you have, no, do you have a lot of, uh, distributors out West as well too? I have quite a bit. Uh, California is definitely uh, starting to get up there now. Like I think, well, I had one dealer there for a while and I think I picked up about six or seven over the course of last year. Um, but uh, there's some states out there that I don't have, you know, that's, there's only like maybe one or two dealers around. And um, I definitely would like to have more. I think I almost have every state covered except for like maybe two. It's just very like, you don't expect there's any racing going on, you know. What so, kind of states were you looking to expand into? Um, definitely out west a little bit more, um, like Nevada, uh, Arizona. Um, I don't know if there's much in Utah or if there's any Utah racing at all um montana i don't like it's another one i don't know if there's anything in montana um, canada, eh? canada definitely <laughs> canada is um i have i have two dealers in canada it's been incredibly hard to get it to canada because of all the border crap that's going on you know with covid and stuff um and i'm still working on things to be able to ship to canada it's just been a it's been a crazy process of trying to get it up there the easiest way possible without getting absolutely raked in shipping charges. Um, like your instance, I just shipped, uh, I think two shirts to Australia and, uh, I got worried because somebody told me that they weren't in quite, they weren't allowing shipments from the United States because they were so locked down with COVID. Um, but shipping two shirts to Australia, the cheapest way I could ever find was like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, I understand like going, you know, across the, you know, across the ocean. Okay, whatever. It's a hundred bucks. But like shipping to Canada is like almost a quarter is almost three quarters of that. I'm like, the border's right there. Like it can't be I don't know, just the process of how they do it and it's 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 annoying. Canada get your shit together is all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, definitely get a border. So the people can get their stuff because I get asked all the time, Hey, can you ship to Canada? Hey, can you ship to Canada? And like I don't have it allowed down on my website right now because I just don't have it set up properly. And but like I'll go and I'll try to inquire out, you know, off the website to see if I can get somebody something because I hate turning people away. But it's just it's it's a hassle. That's all I gotta say. Um, do you ship ship to Puerto Rico and things like that as well too? If people ask. Um, no, I do not. I try to stay within the forty-eight states. Um. A lot of these guys have third-party shipping companies, and they'll inquire out to them and then get the product to them. Um, that's how, like my, uh, that's how my Sweden dealer is. Um, he's got a shipping company down in Florida, and they do like a third-party deal. And that's how my, that's how my one Canada dealer is too. She has a shipping company in Montana, and then the shipping company in Montana brings this product over the border to her. It's uh, just it makes life a lot easier. I guess it's yeah. a lot cheaper that way. So if you're in another country or whatever and you get your hands on, you know, getting close with a shipping company, you know, in the United States off the coast or something like that, that's the best way I can describe it. 
that's how um that's how my newest dealer in Guam is doing it. He ships the product to California, and the shipping party in California ships it to him in Guam. I have an order of banners coming in right now. They're supposed to be here this week. So as soon as I get them in, the day that I get them, they'll be on the website. All right, everybody. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been extremely informative. And uh, thank you much for your time as well. Yeah, we appreciate you. you. I hope this uh, is educational. We're here trying to do our Tech Sundays to help educate people in all different facets of no prep racing and drag racing in general and street racing. So... Thank you again for your time. I'm sure we'll have you back again in one I'm of the down. shows. I'm down. Let's have fun. Definitely. Good seeing you, Jasper. You can just wave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Chris. I forgot to push the button again. They're having a good time over there. Yeah, I want to be there. It sounds like a party. <laughs> All right. All righty. So, uh, well, you guys all take care. Have a good night, everybody. And we will see you all later. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys.